The Heroes and Villains Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest prices guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet on just $5 on any college football game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. DGENs assemble. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Heroes and Villains. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is my co host and partner, Mr. Andrew, the TD King. Rob, how are we doing, sir? Happy Thursday. Happy, happy Friday Eve. Post hump day. Yes, sir. Uh, don't know if you know this. 14 days till NFL kickoff. We'll That's be in weeks. Vegas. Well, not, not, not will, but I will be in vegas i'm assuming you're not you're not joining us I'm, are you or no, is there no a surprise thanks I, I i appreciate what, what you're no. doing there that that's that's good yeah no i will not be there andrew thank you thank hey you. but 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 just remember you're maxing out bbm i'm i'm not so you know there's there's give and takes 20 more to go baby 20 more to go the countdown has begun we got 14 days i think i need to wait till my next paycheck so we got we got about another seven days to go here we, we got to wait till some more funds come in but we are maxing the f out 150, baby. The road is coming to a close, or we're coming down the final stretch. I'm still looking for investors to fund the rest of my BBM. So, if anybody's out there, I'll let you uh, Investors? Maybe investors, you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only you could be the investor. Uh, no, I was thinking from Step Brothers when they do the the presentation. For, oh, my uh, God. Yeah, boats and hoes. And, investors? Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you. Prestige worldwide. Uh, well, we, today we're talking about prestige quarterback sleepers. We're talking about late round quarterback draft picks, guys that are coming off the board at an immense value, whether it be in super flex, if you get a little bit more value late in the draft, you know, drafting maybe, you know, a lower end quarterback two on your roster or a solid, you know, bench QB, your third guy that's going to fill in for the bye weeks or any type of injuries. And then, you know, maybe, you know, some some blue collar QBs in a single quarterback league that maybe uh, you know, second half, you know, value to you off your waiver wire. And like, you know, when you look from QB one to thirty, there's a ton of value. There's a ton of guys that are just projected to start, but we always see a big shakeup in the quarterback position every year. Last year, I think we had sixty plus starting or different starting quarterbacks uh, in twenty twenty two. That's you know pretty crazy when you think about it. The the, the range of potential uh, players that you know started at the position and the the amount of range of players that were available for us in fantasy. So we're going to kick it off now, Andrew. Who is your first quarterback sleeper you want to discuss this evening? 
Oh boy, this is not going to surprise anybody, but let's uh, oh. let's start with the oh. commander Howell himself. Yes, Sam Howell. Uh, I mean, come on, Sam Howell. I mean, I mean come on. What is What's what, what, oh yeah, what else is there to say now? What else? Great does he preseason have to show? player. Uh, yeah, what else does he have to show people? I mean, come on. He in the preseason just lights out. Been awesome. Uh, you know, super cheap in in the drafts, which is one of the best things about him. Very cheap in the draft. Has a uh, has a good upside. Has a little bit of a rushing floor. You know, Eric the Enemy in town. We've talked about Sam Howe at length on this show. I don't need to dive too far <laughs> into this, but I mean, Howe's just you know, as opposed to the guys that he's going around, the Mac Jones, the Ritters, mm-hmm. the you know, yep. all those guys. Like his his ceiling case is just so much higher in my eyes, you know, <clears> compared <throat> to these other guys. So. I don't want to beat a dead horse here on the Sam Howell, oh. but I mean, man, what a great QB two to have. I mean, you want a, a little bit of a rushing floor. This man has it. You want a potential for a two to three passing touchdown game. I mean, that's also in the realm of possibilities. He's, he just had two touchdowns the other night. Like it is uh it's, it's a pretty easy call for me on all commander Howell. And uh, when he is QB one throughout the year, uh, I guess uh, Lisa Ann will have to come on the show and uh, apologize <laughs> and say, you know, by the way, Andrew, you were right. Was she giving you slack? Saying you weren't going to be correct? Well, she's a Cowboys fan, so, you know. Oh, well, just by nature then. I I feel you. I feel you. Mm -hmm. No, the names that he's going ahead of, you know, uh, Bryce Young, Jimmy Garoppolo, Desmond Ritter, Mac Jones, C.J. Stroud. I'm okay with that. But he's also kind of in the mix between, like, Matthew Stafford, Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett, some other names that we're going to bring up. Of that group, he may have the best rushing upside. A lot of people are expecting him to build value this year in fantasy with his legs. He has that instinct to just run, just to go when things are breaking down at an accelerated rate. So that may be something that we see more from him, you know, as far as like fantasy value goes. Like, oh, maybe it's actually just him getting it done with his legs, 30, 40 rushing yards, maybe a rushing touchdown. He did have a rushing touchdown in the one game that he played last year. Uh, I don't believe it was a direct QB run. It was just a rollout. It was a scramble. So just another layer to his game for the guys that are going around that ADP. And then just like other guys that we're going to talk about, he's in a system and he fits the criteria for a sleeper quarterback because of all of the talent around him. Terry McLaurin, we've talked at length about Jayon Dotson, a good depth of running backs in Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson, kind of a one-two lightning and thunder combination there. You know, physicality out of Robinson, pass catching opportunity for Antonio Gibson, and then like some depth, you know, speed, creative guys and Diami Brown and Curtis Samuel. So it feels like he has like what he needs to succeed. It's just kind of one of those question marks. Is he going to do it? And we've seen that before. We've seen, you know, if you just look at the San Francisco 49ers, just they're revolving uh, the revolving door at quarterback in, in their team. You know, anybody can make somebody good with the right play calling. Could be the very good situation with uh, Eric Bieniemy coming over to the the Commanders. I feel like that's going to play a, a big role as well. So, I am on him. Looking at like redraft leagues, you know, I'm if I'm actually drafting him, you know, it's got to be super flex for sure. I do think he'll start the year off most likely on the waivers in most single quarterback leagues, just because he's being drafted as QB twenty five. I don't know about you, but. In a lot of single QB leagues, I, I don't always carry two quarterbacks on my bench, or on, not on my bench, but on my whole roster, especially if I go with like an elite guy. And I just know that any given week, if there's an injury or a buy, there's just going to be somebody on the waivers. Yeah, I guess it, for me, it really depends on league size and uh, who my first quarterback is. Uh, for example, I'm, I'm in a 10 man league. 
And last mm-hmm. year I drafted Patrick Mahomes. I just didn't carry another quarterback because there was hardly yeah. ever a week where I was just going to slot in another guy over him. So if I get exactly. one of what I feel is my top two tiered quarterbacks, I probably won't grab another one, um, you know, unless it's a 12, 14, 16. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to get easy in the league. That one you definitely need to grab two quarterbacks in because – Yeah, that makes sense. Hurt. Yeah, yeah. If one of your guys gets hurt in a Gizian league, you are quickly at the bottom. No, no, that that definitely makes sense in that format. Uh, I don't, I don't play any guillotine. I got, I got, I got no pulse on the you situation should. over there. You should. Fun. You should, you should play IDP, son. Don't come at. I, don't, so, don't you tell me what I should do. I've played IDP. It just, I don't know. Just, I could hear it in your voice. I played IDP yeah. one time. No offense to our ID guys. Like IDP guys are okay. awesome, but I just, yeah, it was oh, just come me. on now. What about what about all twenty two? The Dynasty Pod was just on interviewing one of their guys about all twenty two. You draft offensive line, defensive line. You draft every single position, and your your fantasy scores from your PFF grade also a ton of fun. That 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 was really? that was sick last year. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot. It's kind of like a like drafting a Madden team. You ever do Dude, that where that you just sounds awful. Oh no, that was a ton of fun. Oh, God, that no no thanks. I, Count me I out. came in. I count. I came in second place. Uh, my first year playing. Justin right. Fields and Tua Tagovailoa were my, were my quarterbacks. I don't remember who a single one of my offensive linemen were. I have no idea. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah, the guys that I picked up off waivers. Uh, all right, let's get into another quarterback here. Someone that I really like is Matthew Stafford at QB24. He's going right ahead of Sam Howell. A lot of upside still playing in an offense that's going to have to score a lot of points. The Rams' defense is going to be a lot worse this year. And just they pass a lot often regardless. I mean, they have Cooper Cup. You know, you don't keep the Ferrari in the garage. Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford have a great rapport. We've already seen Cooper Cup come back from injury in this preseason. Um, doesn't seem to be anything serious. Think he's going to be fine. And Matthew Stafford, I mean, he just loves to push the ball down the field. I mean, you have guys uh, in Van Jefferson and an emerging weapon in Puka Nakua. I know that you've just been banging the drum for. You know, I feel like this offense Puka. could get a little bit fast. <laughs> Nakua. I think they could just get a little faster this year. I, I think they've been kind of you know held down a little bit. I like Tyler Higby as well in that offense. I think Stafford has an actual you know, a solid toolkit to, to go on the attack this year. And again, I just, in that division, I, I think we all are predicting a lot of scoring, a lot of high scoring games because there's just not a lot of defense. So I think Matthew Stafford's at a great ADP. As far as like best ball goes, I've been getting a ton of value on him. Me and my friends draft all 53 picks in Madden fantasy. Nice, nice <laughs> old school. I like it. Hope OG, uh, those online, I'm assuming it's one of those online ones, a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Rams, I think the offense is going to be a lot better than what people perceive and burying Matthew Stafford at QB 24 after his career that he's had. I mean, he's also an Iron Man. I mean, last season, yeah, he was hurt, but he is someone that plays through injury. So if as long as he doesn't have anything like significantly bad going on, he's going to play through it. So he's someone that I that I trust at that late round ADP. And I, I could very well like buy myself into just completely bailing on QB in like a single QB league and just waiting to the very end of the draft with him. I mean, it's it's risky because obviously there's still a lot a lot of talent ahead of them that are go, that's going at a value, and there's always QB value to find in a single QB draft. But I mean, I just got to imagine like I would love my roster, you know, come the end of that draft if I just have Matthew Stafford and a bunch of you know uh, higher end running backs or receivers, you know, double tap tight end something like that. Yeah. I don't mind Stafford either. Um, he, he's on a short list for me of guys that I feel comfortable with taking as a, a second quarterback. Obviously, there's like next to no rushing upside. Maybe every now and again, no. he'll get a no. you know a goal line touchdown, you know QB sneak. 
But yeah, that's just, I don't know. Stafford, Stafford's not exciting to me. Like that's why I like Howe's rushing upside. You know, there's a little bit of uh, more to be desired there. Stafford though does have cup. Obviously that really helps. Uh, Obviously, you know, you mentioned it. I love Puka. Higby's interesting. You know, the the Rams kind of like, I don't know what the hell is happening with their running back situation either. They, I saw that they were throwing their name in the ring for Jonathan Taylor and somebody commented and said, sweet, they can give out their 2037 first round pick because that's the next one they got. Like, they, so I don't know what they're doing, but. And 38, uh, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, again, their, their running game is kind of like just uh, up in the air at, at best. Right. I'm not a K-Makers guy, obviously. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Stafford too. Um, you know, he's a guy that could potentially get, uh, how many is it? Eight touchdowns week one. <laughs> I did have, the, I had the dream that Matthew Stafford threw eight touchdowns in week one. Uh, not sure, you know, that'll happen. I think it's a bit much, you know, but Hey, I was dreaming. I checked my phone. He had eight Jalen Warren had three. It was week one. I don't know what to tell you. You know, I, I can guarantee you this. If, if it's going to happen, it's not going to happen next season. It's going to happen this year. <laughs> I wasn't predicting two years from now. That's, that's for certain. All right. Anything else to add about with Stafford? Do you want to move on? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we move on, though, I do want to tell the good people about Game Time. Game Time uh, is uh, is like a stress fee. Uh, I, I had somebody ask me because they they listened to the pod the other day. One of my friends, and they were like, "So, like, tell me more about Game Time. Like, like what you need to know about it is that it's a stress free buying experience that you like actually get to see like what your price is going to be when you're actually looking at the ticket." And the guy was like, "All right, you can stop there. Like, that's all I needed to hear." So. Uh, you know, it, it is one of the one of the best places to go to track down like last minute tickets. Um, you know, there's people constantly throwing tickets up on there. Uh, I've already started looking uh, into the NFL season, looking at game tickets. Uh, my wife and her family are Eagles fans. Obviously, I'm a Washington fan. So there's a little collaboration potential two games there that we could go to. So been looking at tickets. But, uh, you know, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. They have flash deals, last-minute tickets. Uh, The tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event. Uh, Images of seat views, which is a big plus for me. When I can click on it and it actually shows me like an idea of what I'm going to be looking at, uh, that's huge. I hate having to guess, especially if it's at, you know, a new event or a new venue that you've never been to. Uh, it, it, you never want to sit beside, you know, behind an obstruction or, you know, thinking that you're going to have a good view down and you really don't, um, you know, so, so this takes all that out of the question. Uh, the call to action here is, for, uh, let's see, the promo code is SGPN for $20 off. Download the game time app first, create an account, use code SGPN for your $20 off your first purchase. Terms uh, do apply. Again, create an account. Redeem your code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Also, we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is almost over. 14 days until NFL kickoff. And you know what that means. Time's running out to get your drafts in for your fantasy teams on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest. 
Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time, with $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner, which is Justin or I. Do you have what it takes to win it all? Yes, we do. The time is now. Last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th, one day before my birthday. Visit underdogfantasy.com, find them in the App Store, sign up with our promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. Uh, and also they do have the pickums. Unfortunately, that is not available in my state, but I was looking on there. Very interesting ones. Justin, do you have any to give the people? Because I know that you are in there frequently checking those out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers under eight and a half interceptions this year. He threw 12 last year. He had 10 straight seasons under eight and a half prior to last season. Ooh, very nice. You, you heard it here first. Aaron Rodgers under eight and a half interceptions. Also, Derrick Henry over nine and a half touchdowns. I can't help myself. Can't help. You myself. also heard that here first. Derrick Henry over nine and a half. <laughs> Any more you want to do that with double tandem? Thought that sounded good. With a little echo. Yeah, kind of like an echo. You say it, and I'm like, you heard it here first. It kind of gives you those uh, vibes. <laughs> we should do a whole show with just our radio voices. And now, coming back to you, late night. <laughs> your, your radio voice is really soft. You got you to gotta really lay into it. You really got to throw it on yeah. thick and loud. You got yeah, to know. Them. They got to feel it I'll in be... their hand, Andrew. I think I'd be a late night jockey, you know, like the bringing you back now to slow jazz, <laughs> slow jazz. That's your jam. Okay. Right on, right it, on. Party on. Andrew. It isn't, but I have the voice, the, the, the soft whisper. Little, little Barry white. Hmm? That's right. Yeah. yeah you like a little, on. little Barry. Let's get it on. Oh, next man up. And uh, again, preseason darling for everybody. I'm pretty sure five drives, five straight touchdowns. Kenny Pickett. I mean, why not Kenny, right? Kenny, you killed Kenny. No, no, nobody's killing Kenny this year. Kenny may have small hands, but he has a big heart. Did there. And this man, <laughs> right, right, all these good ones with Kenny. Uh, yeah, again, Kenny, small hands, big heart, big touchdown drives. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, he, oh, my um, God. Yeah, man, it's a call. We got to be good. Uh, Kenny, uh, he has looked very good, in fact. Uh, had a very nice throw to Deontay Johnson tonight. Uh, had a very good long throw to George Pickens. And I saw somebody point out George Pickens can't separate. And somebody else commented, yeah, but if he did separate, we we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to get all these amazing catches by him. And I'm, that, that's also very true. So uh, Kenny Pickens. He can't, yeah, he can't separate, though. That's, that's, that's really dumb. He just does it airborne. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like Mike Williams kind of where like this dude just goes airborne and you just hope he can potentially land on his feet, which he seems to be a little better at it than Mike Williams is. But um, you can't say someone who can dunk on you in real life that they can't create separation, create separate separation from the ground. <laughs> uh, Pickett. I mean, yeah, again, so uh, he has Deontay Johnson. He has Pickens. The running backs are both good. You know, Harris <clears throat> and Jalen Warren. They have Fryer Muth. They have big, big Darnell Washington. I don't know what his over is on underdogs pick him for touchdowns this year. If you can get anything, I would take the over because that man is going to catch some touchdowns this year. But uh, yeah, Kenny Pickett, he's just, I mean, he, he cannot possibly be as shitty as he was last year at throwing touchdowns. It's just not physically possible. There's, uh, you know, all systems go for the Steelers offense. It looks like they're, they're clicking on all cylinders. Uh, again, you pointed out the guys he's kind of going around with how 
I, I just don't see the the case where he can't outperform the ADP unless some a lot of mm. people get injured. You know, it's just to me, it's it's an easy pick at, at ADP because of uh, you know what the offense is. The great coaching staff on top of it, uh, they have a little bit of a softer schedule, not within the the division, but I think the division actually creates some games that have potential shootouts. You know, with the Ravens, with the Browns, mm. with the Bengals, all of them could potentially put right. up a bunch of points with the Steelers. So Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, just great ADP value. Yeah, QB 21, still valued ahead of Brock Purdy, Stafford, Howell, Young, Garoppolo, Ritter, Mac Jones, and Stroud. I like him at that ADP, though. At, at 21, again, like if you're in a single QB league, that's still in the territory to not be drafted. If you're in a super flex league, that's putting him still at like the back end of like the, the quarterback two conversation. He very well could be your bench QB in a super flex league. And I think he would be a fantastic uh, quarterback to experiment with, you know, being able to plug and play via matchups or again, filling in for injuries or bye weeks. And again, just kind of fits that same criteria, Sam Howell, where he has all the weapons around him. And the offense also doesn't necessarily want to focus on passing the ball a lot. I think that's better for him. I think that he was much better and more efficient down the stretch of last season when they just really tried to focus on putting the ball on the ground with volume, you know, making Najee the identity of the team, you know, giving getting Najee his, you know, 300 plus touches and let the passing game kind of fill in the blanks. You know, just getting that that spotty type of production, a few splash plays here and there. But still, you'll have guys like Deontay Johnson getting 140 targets from Kenny Pickett. Again, another year with that connection building, you know, that type of chemistry with your top receiver. I have to imagine even after the rookie season where he has 140 targets, you're going to continue to look his way. He's not just going to be like, oh, yeah. You know, George Pickens also really good, so I'm going to throw to Deontay Johnson a, a lot less. I, I see there being a reality where both of those guys, the, both of those receivers can be fantasy relevant on the back of a big Kenny improvement step forward and, uh, you know, just elevated play in this upcoming season. So at QB 21, I have no issues getting involved with him whatsoever. Um, but again, I, in Superflex, I want it to be my third QB. In single QB, I'm probably not exposing myself to him like I would like Matt, Matthew Stafford. Matthew I Stafford, I would up to him. I knew you were about to. I <laughs> you can't I get it. by me. You just can't do it. I know it. I would still expose myself to Matthew Stafford over Kenny Pickett. Just saying. I mean, one of them's been to the Super Bowl. You know, just saying. That is true. That is true. Um, I'll still take Kenny over Stafford, just with the upside of younger guy. Stafford's, in my eyes, you know, older, mm-hmm. easier to be hurt uh, as a man who is older a little bit now. Uh, definitely easier to, to, to get injured. Uh, we played, fa- you know, flag football out there at the football expo, uh, did hurt the groin on the one, uh, on the one route I ran. I think I just twitched a little too hard to the right and did hurt the groin a little bit. I thought you had like, you know, like foot disease or something. I thought, I thought you caught gangrene. No, I'm gang- gangrene. No, I do have a cyst on my, uh, Oh, my sorry. Yeah, it was a cyst. cyst. My bad. Not gangrene. Well, it was a cyst on your leg. Also I'm a mistaken. A little bit of a groin I, issue here. I just have bruises and cuts, Andrew, like a like a normal football player would have. All right, I've got bruises in places there shouldn't be bruises, and you know I I, I scraped up my knee pretty good on that uh, that turf there. So I got down and dirty, rubbed my hands in the mud. Uh, didn't do much after warm ups. Warm ups were great. Warm ups, we were we were flying around, we were having fun. No one wanted well, no one wanted to play that game. No one wanted to play that game. <laughs> defense down there somewhere. Uh. Okay, so uh, obviously, yeah. So, so we both get on picket. 
Yeah, great situation, great ADP. Um, Going to take a big step forward this year. His passing yards, I believe, were like right at 3,000 or maybe 3,200 on underdog. I'll, I'll take the over on that. Agreed. Justin, before we get into our next pick here, I uh, do want to tell the good people about DraftKings. Uh, you've waited all year, and the time has finally arrived. College football is back, and so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Uh, you got any? Uh, you got any upcoming lines, upcoming games for college that you have looked at? Maybe thought absolutely not. Line, I'm not even going to let you go. Another. Little... I'm not. Stop. Uh, no, I absolutely do not. I don't bet on college football. I don't watch college football. Although I am in a fantasy football league for college this year, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't think it's going to go very well. I don't know who any any of my players are. I do remember you doing that during the expo and asking some of our college experts a little bit, like, hey. Does this draft my team lineup? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the draft. Draft my team, please. It doesn't sound like a bad strategy. I mean, that isn't that why we have experts so that we can, you know, toss ideas off them. Like, hey, man, um, who do I pick? Could you imagine that? Just like some guy, like, hey, he's just constantly in a redraft league, just going around like booth to booth. Like, will you make a pick for me? Thank you. I need you to wait ten picks. Don't worry, I'll wait. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, so I did just pull up the uh, the college football lines. Uh, I know Notre Dame. Uh, so my, Notre Dame's yeah, gonna my, win. Yeah, my, my buddy's a big Notre Dame fan, and he was actually just talking to me the other day about it. He's like, he's like, do you think uh the twenty one that Notre Dame needs to cover is is good? And I'm like, dude, it's Navy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Notre hey, Dame shout can out Navy. I shout I, out Navy. <laughs> I like Navy. I like Army. I like them protecting us. I'm not sure I like that. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Like, yeah, like like Navy SEALs, those dudes are fucking badass. You know, I don't see a yeah. fucking leprechaun diving into the ocean trying to save America. All right. <laughs> Just saying. Um, yeah. So, name, so there's that. Yeah. So so that one's, you know, interesting. There's a couple other ones here. Um, I, I liked uh Virginia plus 28 against Tennessee. I think I think that's a little bit too big. Um I don't but yeah, there, there's means. definitely Plus 28? What do you mean? You don't know what that, that was. Means? That was that's a joke. Like oh, when God, you said the schools. Shut... I was going to say, Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, so as you can the see. Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There's on, a, <laughs> there is a ton of college games to bet on. Available lines out now for pretty much every game in there. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use our code SGP. New customers can score, again, $200 in bonuses bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after ins- uh, ensuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook dot draftkings.com slash football terms justin before we move on one last thing for everybody especially our sgp patreons sgp patreon make sure you check out our patreon sign up for the patreon to get access to exclusive context including the nfl win totals contest with a one thousand dollar first place prize the guys just recorded their first sports gambling podcast stories podcast just for patrons chronicling the birth of the sports gambling podcast network there's even a discord channel just for patreons 
the Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out all their picks for free. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Party on, Andrew. Party on. Let's ride. Welcome back. Uh, also, be sure to go check out the college football uh, podcast. You know That's where you can go get yes. your picks at SGPN. College football experience. Yes, sir. All right, next one up here, I've got uh, Mac Jones. He is uh, QB 31. What are your thoughts about him for this upcoming season? Awful. All right, good. So we're, we're, with Mac Jones. we're on the same page then. So I, I, it sounds like we both consider him a landmine, but I feel yes. like people might take a shot on him given his ADP. Like he's at he's at QB thirty one. It seems like at least for week one, he is like the affirmative starter. He's going to be their guy to roll out the season. But Andrew, I, I don't see this team getting to a, a single win until maybe week six or seven. Like I could see them starting out zero and five, and it's the Bailey Zappi show. So I want to ask you. I mean, would you take it? Are you like feeling something similar? Like would would you take a shot on Bailey Zappi and say like a really deep format, like a super flex? T- you know, 24, 25 roster spots, something like that. Ramondre, Hunter Henry. Those are the only two guys I really expect to even remotely draft from the Patriots. I have really, I've taken Juju like maybe twice in best ball. Um, mm-hmm. But no, man, I don't want Juju. anything to do with Mac Jones. Want nothing to do with Bailey Zappi. Uh, they could be a team that randomly will trade for Trey Lance throughout the year, maybe kick the tires Ooh. on that guy. Like it's Ooh. just, it, yeah, I, dude, it's, I, I just don't think it's going to be good for them. I really don't. Um, I think Ramondre is going to um, – he's going to deserve a bonus after the year because that man's going to do a lot of work this year. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I don't think no. Bill's going to allow that. I don't, I don't think Bill's <laughs> going to allow that at all. Mac Jones, and he's not one of those guys that you can say who after you say Jones. He just doesn't fit that, true. that classification. That's true. That's true. I mean, again – we're both saying that Mac Jones is a landmine. No, even at the value, he's going one spot ahead of CJ Stroud and right behind Desmond Ritter. I'll take both of those guys over him in a, in a second. No, no problem. Um, but I'm, I'm because of that. Do we think there can be some type of turnaround? Like typically, when we see that transition to a backup QB, you know, the team plays with a little bit more pep. They play a little bit more inspired. And typically, if they're doing that, I mean, it's backed by better play out of the backup. Because we've seen teams go to the backup and be like, all right, no, 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 this, this isn't working. Let's just put the old guy in or, you know, wh- whoever we need to get back onto the field. Like, it's, it's not working out. Um, I, think they, I think they tried to do that with Matt Ryan last year. They tried to do it with uh, Heineke, with your commanders. They were like, hey, actually, we need you back. Wentz actually isn't very good. I don't know. No, no, I'm not doing that. Sam Howell, give him a shot. And here we are. Look at that. So... Not in love with Mac Jones, but I do think Bailey Zappi could be interesting. I, I think that down the stretch, again, they're just going to need some better production. I think that they could get that out of him. I don't think that he really looked that bad last year. I'll definitely go as far to say he looked better than Mac Jones in limited time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think – I wouldn't say that he looked better. I think the team seemed more rejuvenated with him, though. Um, there Mac you go. Jones brings a lot to be desired uh, to the table. Bailey Zappi at least brings some gumption, charisma, shall we say, to the team. So that I agree with, but I, I don't want anything to do with this quarterback room, period, regardless. Just nothing. Zero. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. All right, who's your next guy? Good landmine pick, though. Bad, good villain candidate, Mac Jones. Definitely, one hundred percent. Another guy uh, that I like a ton and am very exposed to in best ball is Derek Carr. Um, yes, really, we may you, see... you, <laughs> you are into Derek Carr. I do like Derek Carr. When did this happen? Pretty much all off season long. I have really I... liked Derek Carr. Because I really like the Saints schedule and what their uh, th- their schedule brings with uh, you know all the That's indoor you, games that you they have, have mentioned that a lot. That's yes. Fair. From from week six on, they do not play outdoors until they get to week seventeen, which uh, is in Tampa Bay. At that point, love that schedule. We do not have to worry about Derek Carr having to play in any kind of cold weather or rain. Period. That's amazing. That's absolutely. I don't know if this has happened before. I would love if anybody's out there listening to this. And if this has happened before where somebody has a completely indoor schedule for that many weeks in a row, please send that to me because I would like to see some stats on what happened. But um, yeah, I just, that alone really (laughs) makes me like Takar. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL as projected. Um, They uh, have a good team. I mean, Olave's there. I don't like Michael Thomas really, but he's at least a decent receiver when healthy. Rashid Shahid made some splashy plays last year. Jawan Johnson's a good tight end. They have Taysom Hill that can, you know, maybe take some passes away from Carr, but also catch some passes from Carr as well. Obviously, they have Kamara. You know, the, it, the team overall is is just good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just I think the bowl case for Derek Carr <clears throat> is QB 12-ish. I don't really see a huge like drop off for him though. Like unless the team completely shits the bed, which I don't see mm-hmm. happening. I, I just I, I don't see how he doesn't outperform ADP. Like this is another guy that I like, same as you know, a Pickett and Howler. I look at the ADP and I'm like, they can definitely outperform that. I mean, Derek Hark has had some big weeks. Uh we just saw it last year. Now, granted, like Devontae Adams is better than Chris Olave and Michael Thomas put together, but yeah, Olave it was pretty good if you look at his um, you know, the, the routes ran last year and, and his mm-hmm. uh, plays down good field with bad, and, and everything. With bad quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. Like, and Derek Carr is definitely an upgrade for from what they had. So, I, uh, yeah, really like Carr, uh, very exposed to him. Um, and again, I think people are going to be looking at this at the end of the year and being like, damn, that was really beneficial to have a guy that didn't have to play outdoors. No, a thousand percent. Um, I'm completely on board with this. He's coming off the, the draft board at QB 19. He is my most exposed quarterback at 22%. 22.1 on 131 teams. Uh, I even have him in my poodle. $707. He is 16% for me right now. Ty would try so to six, for me. 16%. I have Desmond, Desmond Ritter and Dak Prescott tied, and they are the next two. So I have a big drop-off after Carr from 22 to 16%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, Matthew Stafford in there, 450, 13%. He is number one, two, three, four, six. I uh, I'm not as I'm only five percent exposed to Stafford, not as much as I thought I was. I'm uh, I, I'm pretty even though on quarterbacks. I that is one thing I've noticed. Like I only have one, two, three, four, six guys above ten percent. I actually I just saw this. Uh, just a random factoid here. I have thirty three quarterbacks and thirty three tight ends drafted. Well, ooh, I have one more tight end than I do QBs. You, you know what's funny about that? You know what's funny about that is the number three. It's a magic number. It is. It is. That's the next line. That's very good. Uh, I dreamt about the three touchdowns for Jalen Warden, 
Jane Warden, Warren, excuse me. <laughs> my the, wife, the Warden. <laughs> yeah, right. My wife keeps telling me that she keeps dream like because I like I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm just like, oh, I was drafting a team. Oh, I was, dra- I was dreaming about best ball. Yeah, so we won this and we were having a party to celebrate. And she's like, yeah, I had to dream like that too. I keep seeing the number three all the time. I'm like what? She's like, yeah, maybe you win like three thousand. I'm like, no, honey, there's a three million dollar prize. <laughs> We don't want to make just our money back. Yeah. Although I hope you're not hope you're not super exposed to 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 your boy Hawkinson because my man can't get over his ear infection or a back injury. Um, not in this, but I am in the big board. You know that he's my top exposed guy in the big board, but he's not in my top ten in the um in the best ball mania. Conklin, Schultz, Taysom Hill, Trey McBride, Chig, Gesicki. By the way, you said Gesicki incorrectly when you mentioned Derrick Henry. Disrespectful. All right, next guy up here. I'm gonna drop. Uh, I'm gonna drop uh, Jared Goff, QB 17. I mean, I, this is just still a crazy value for me for an offense that's gonna have to pass the ball a lot. They don't have the sexiest names at receiver, like you know, they don't have the receiving depth of say the Chargers, but they do have Amon Ross, St. Brown. They have a new running back in Jameer Gibbs that's going to catch a lot of passes. I feel like that actually is a better situation. It, you know, it's kind of similar to the Chargers where they throw their their running back a lot. They have more available targets for those kind of safer throws. Um, don't be surprised when you see David Montgomery also get involved in the passing game. He has been an undervalued passing asset out of the backfield for the Bears for the past three seasons. And then I still like, you know, some of the depth pieces that they have there. Sam Laporta, another great late round sleeper or breakout player. Um, Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond have a really good rapport with Jared Goff. I'm not saying that they're worth like fantasy interest or you should be trying to get them on your team, but just don't expect for them to roll over and do nothing while Jamison Williams is out. And they also brought in a veteran in Marvin uh, Marvin Jones, who will probably play a fair amount of snaps while Jamison Williams is gone. He brings some reliability and experience to the field as well. And again, this team, like I've, I've been just saying it again and again and again, they let up the fifth most points against last year, and they were a top to- scoring team in the NFL. Like it's a very good situation to get in on for fantasy. And I just always see there being a, an availability or opportunity for Goff to have to throw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns with this team playing from behind. Like, do you see any significant upgrades on their defense other than Jack Campbell? No. Um, no. They let <laughs> Not, Jeff Akuda walk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really don't. Um, I, I agree with you. I think this team's going to have to put up points like they did last year. I mean, just bad defense, good offense. We're just going to see some high-scoring points. I mean, that's why people like them for Week 17, right, against the Cowboys. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, I agree with that. And they're also favored to win their division. Like, and your their quarterback is going at QB nineteen. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have that rushing upside to say as like Justin Fields, and he doesn't have maybe as good of. Uh, I mean, I don't want to use the word efficiency, but I guess I'll just say upside is Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins gets a, gets to play with Justin Jefferson, and Jefferson is legit like a generational wide receiver. So it's just kind of like a different level of just like the available weapons. Obviously, they also acquired Hawkinson. I think that Goffs would have a little bit of a higher ADP if he had another like rock solid weapon in the lineup. Maybe even Jamison Williams healthy or not healthy, but available for the first six games. Maybe we see him up at QB 15. I don't know, but it just feels like he's being devalued because of his name. I mean, the season that he's coming off of was the best season he had since his first year with Sean McVay when they went to the... I believe they went to the Super Bowl that year. That was the year they had like the the Mexico City game 
where they put up like crazy numbers with the Chiefs. Yeah, with the Chiefs. Yeah, that Monday night game was amazing. I thought for I thought they went to the Super Bowl that that year and lost to to the Patriots. Yeah, I can't remember if it was that year or not, but yes, they they did do that. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, coming off of last year, it's I, I don't I don't see why the year isn't an overreaction to where he's higher in ADP, kind of like Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers is right ahead of him at ADP at QB sixteen. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers had a very bad season last year, but parking him at QB sixteen, like outside of the top ten for one of the most efficient quarterbacks we've seen in the last decade, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. So it's also based off of where we are drafting the public. So I just feel like golf just gets like that bad brand name awareness um, that, you know, people like me are looking for in fantasy. Like, oh, everybody hates. Cool. This guy's in a good situation. I'll take that. Seems fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say on golf. I, I like him because I like him on Ron St. Brown. I like mm-hmm. Sam Laporta. Like I like the pieces around golf himself scares me a little bit. I mean, He's been hit or miss at best. Uh, he's had some some good years for sure under McVay. Last year wasn't bad as well, uh, but I do think he needs his playmakers to make plays to make golf look good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one thing I do not like about golf is his downfield <clears throat> throwing ability. That is, uh, you know, not exactly what you're looking for in a quarterback. But he is good mm-hmm. at the you know short and intermediate throws, which is obviously why people like Amonra St. Brown and PPR. Uh, you know, why people are higher on Sam Laporta this year, uh, you right. know, why people like Jameer Gibbs. So there's good pieces around them. Um, so, yeah, I am completely fine with golf. I like him better in best ball as opposed to redraft. I don't want to sure. have to figure out when golf's going to shit the bed, uh, which definitely will happen a few times this year. Well, but he, he but think about that division, team. too. Like this, the same way that we evaluate like Geno Smith, like he gets an easy schedule because of his division. The Vikings, they were top five in most points allowed last year. The Bears were top five in most points allowed last year. Green Bay's defense is average at best. Like I feel like their schedule, at least considering their division, is actually pretty favorable. And then again, just the the when they're out, when they are outmatched, they're going to have to play from behind or they're going to have to put up points. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with that. Or who's your next guy up? Next guy up. Um, oh, let's go with. I have two guys that I could talk about. Um, let's go with Tannehill. I think the case for Tannehill a little bit here, and, and I don't love either. You know, uh, of the guys I have remaining on my list here, but um, don't love Tannehill because I do think the Titans uh, team could falter. But, I mean, when you have DeAndre Hopkins on your team, when you have, mm. uh, you know, a good tight end in Chigakonkwo, uh, you know, you have Traylon Burks, who I know is, you know, now injured, but will be coming back. You know, you you have some good pieces here. So, him going, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if you have the number there on what he is currently going as, but, I, can I mean, it, it has I to be, in front of me. he has to be going mid-20, you know, early to mid-quarterback uh, 20, something, right? Like, I mean... I just think that the value of where he's going, and again, not a 27, exactly, right? 27. We've seen him be a good quarterback. Uh, you know, the, the scheme's fine. Obviously, a lot of the a lot of the stuff's going to be Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, we all know that. But there's a reason for that. Derrick Henry's great. You can't really hold that against Tannehill too much. Um, mm-hmm. I do think there's going to be games that they're going to be behind. The division's a little soft outside of the Jags. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it's a good guy for best ball for sure. Redraft. I highly doubt you're going to be taking him unless it's a two QB league. 
Um, but I'm okay with that, you know, but best ball is a, he's a good thing, a good uh, QB for best ball. Cause I, and I also don't think that they're going to take him out of, you know, like during the season, unless they start off like, Oh, and six, Oh, and seven, right. Like I, that could be where they may be like, yeah, you know what, let's, let's let uh mayonnaise man himself. will Levis out here and see what he can, you know, what he can do, but I don't really see that happening. So Tannehill go, going, you know, going QB 27, very uh, decent value there for a guy that has a wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. No, adding DeAndre Hopkins is super helpful, but it's still not a situation that I want to buy into me personally. Uh, I also feel like he's just landmine material based on the fact that they will run the ball a lot and a very similar situation. We can just kind of merge my next guy and Tannehill into the same conversation would be Jimmy Garoppolo, who's at the same ADP. He's at QB 28, and the reason why I bring him up in this conversation is to differentiate the situations. So it, let's say Jacobs does come back, right? And you do have um, a bell cow running back that's going to carry the load, similar to Derrick Henry. I still like his passing weapons more. You know, having uh, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and Hunter Renfro in comparison to DeAndre Hopkins, who, I mean, I'm not going to say that he's on his last leg, but he's, you know, closer to the end of his career, obviously, than the prime, right? Devontae Adams, I, again, generational receiver. I feel more comfortable buying into that type of moderate passing scenario when I know that the wide receiver one is like legit a top five wide receiver right now in the league. You might see, you know, Des Bryant or, you know, uh, Tyreek Hill or some interview with a wide receiver where someone says, oh, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, he's a top three receiver for sure in this league. Yeah, that that's a narrative. That's a story you can tell yourself, but it's certainly not some something that you're buying for fantasy. You're not drafting DeAndre Hopkins at that same ADP as Devontae Adams. So when I'm just looking at the potential for like passing touchdowns, I, I still think that Jimmy Garoppolo, even with moderate passing, has a higher ceiling, has a little bit more upside. Because even when they get into the red zone, I know Josh Jacobs doesn't catch a lot of passes. Devontae Adams does. And he's going to want his, and he scores touchdowns when given the opportunity. He was a guy that got 180 targets last year. Even he, if he regresses to say 160, I still think that's a really good situation to you know get tied together with if you're going to attack Jimmy or a quarterback at this uh, at this ADP. So after him would have been Desmond Ritter. I still like Jimmy over him and Tannehill. What do you think about Bryce Young versus Tannehill? They're they're neck and neck, 26 and 27. Would you still go Tannehill? Yeah, I'll still take Tannehill. Um, I'm a little okay. bit off of the Panthers right now. They just mm-hmm. they look abysmal. The offensive line looks awful. Um, I'm I'm concerned there a little bit. So yeah, I'll I'll take Tanny. So I agree with you in in that scenario. Like if I'm up against the wall and all these other guys are gone, I would take Tannehill over him as well for the same argument that I made for Garoppolo over Tannehill because Hopkins is an upgrade from you know any of the receivers that the Panthers would have. Right? Like I think we can say that he's still. Uh, you know, a good distance ahead of Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Terrace Marshall, etc. Your boy LaVisca, I know you hate to hear it. I, I don't know. With, with Chark uh, getting injured and Terrence Marshall being injured right now, Visca might be, uh, he might be a guy, sneaky little DFS play. We steamer, play. steamer, steaming up the board. Um, if, if Jacobs doesn't come back, Jimmy is also just in a very good situation as well. So just kind of segueing into him off of Tannehill. Um, the team's going to pass the ball a lot. They have a bad defense. They're going to be in a similar situation to the Lions. And again, you're buying into a quarterback situation where he'll play from behind. He'll have to play catch up. He'll have to throw to his running backs. I got to imagine Zimir White's going to get involved more so because of what he's done in the preseason because he has shown up. 
you know, you give those guys, you know, their their due diligence or their opportunities when they work hard. I'm not saying that, you know, Josh Jacobs won't dominate the ball as long as he's there, but I do think that he's getting himself into more of like a, a role, like a eight to 10 touches a game at this point right now. And plus, they're going to want to pivot off of Jacobs most likely after the season regardless. So they need to really keep, you know, the the wheels rolling for Zamir White. So I think Jimmy's, again, in a very good situation where, you know, the narrative is going to be where they're playing from behind. He's got to push the ball, push the ball all the time. Uh, who is your next guy? Uh, be uh, broccoli Purdy. He broccoli is Purdy. Pass the broccoli. Broccoli Purdy. Uh, people call me broccoli Rob. I, don't, I, I didn't know what that was until people started calling me that, and I was like, oh, it's broccoli Rab or whatever is the actual thing. I don't know. So now whenever I see something I can put broccoli to, I always do. I'm sorry. I apologize, people. Uh, so yeah, Brock Purdy. Um, I just like the offense. I don't. I don't really like Brock Purdy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start that off with. Don't really like Brock Purdy. Think semi overrated a little bit. Uh, what he did last year, I think, was um, uh, just a magical season. You know, when he came in, you know what they did. But yeah. I, I do like where he's going. I like the offense. I like that they have an easier schedule. Um, yeah. You know, I, and, and I like that he has the coach's confidence. Obviously, I mean, he was named the starter. They hate Trey Lance, so the only guy I thought that could really beat him out uh, might not even be on the team. And then you got Sam Darnold, who out there, you know, he sees ghosts in New York at least. So, I mean, God knows what he's going to see in San Francisco. Sam Darnold's I've, I've heard moving the needle. Sam Darnold's doing some nice things for himself out there. He's still the number two. He's still the number two. He's, he's But he's put himself in a good situation. Sure. All right. Um, that, that didn't give me a vote of confidence to, to not like uh, Brock Purdy. So, yeah, uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, good <laughs> Good weapons. Um, you know, again, I, I don't really have a bold case for him. I just think that he's a decent mm -hmm. value at his ADP. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. A, a guy that I'm okay with as second quarterback in best ball would prefer it for a three QB build, to be fully honest with you. Because uh, mm -hmm. I did see a, uh, a picture anyway. It just said, imagine by week four, Brock Purdy's hurt, Sam Donald doesn't look good, and then enters this man. And it's a picture of Tom Brady in a Niners uniform. Stop. Could that happen? Very small chance, but he's from the Bay Area. I'm not buying it. Just, Sorry. You just never know. So, yeah, I prefer Purdy as a QB3, but uh, I do think that his ADP value should be – it's a good value, but I think his ADP should be slightly higher. Uh, QB22, I think the market is a little bit slower on this. You know, having him behind guys like Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love, I just don't agree with. Um, I feel like because he's in such a good offense, he has Christian McCaffrey, a bevy of pass catchers in Samuel, Ayuk, George Kittle. I just feel like the situation is re really, really good. I'll take him as my second QB in best ball in Superflex. I don't think that taking him in a single QB league is going to bring you the best results. I just think that getting someone who's still going to pass for more volume is still the way to go here. Don't be surprised when they just run the hell out of the ball with CMC and Elijah Mitchell. You know, I think they actually have a better one-two punch than people want to believe. That's not to say that Elijah Mitchell is going to steal a spotlight from CMC, but what I'm getting at is that, you know, the team's just not going to throw the ball a lot. Like they're going to give their running backs a lot of touches, and that's going to protect Purdy and definitely ease him into the season. Now, again, because he's playing in a, such a favorable division, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, like there is going to be a lot of scoring opportunities, but I also see a situation where you know, this team is parking the bus in the second half because they're just having such you know good starts to games. This is an offense that puts out one of the better game scripts. I believe he had a player profiler ranked his game script number two in the NFL when he played last season. So that, that's incredibly high. And he also ranked number one for 
the most yards after catch uh, for for his receivers and pass catchers. So it, the system, the playbook, and you know the weapons around him really pull up his value, and it should be higher than QB twenty two. I, I agree with that. I think that that's a that's a that's a fault in ADP, and another reason why draft lobbies should be in alphabetical order. Players should be in alphabetical order, not ADP. Regularize that. Normalize that shit. Please put that out there. All right, we have two left. We are up to number eight. I am going to throw out Jordan Love. What are your thoughts on Jordan Love at QB20? I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, I've warmed up to him a little bit more um, after watching some preseason stuff. And again, I'm not, I don't yeah. want to buy into the preseason hype on things, but I, I at least wanted to see him look like he can make some competent throws out there, which I believe I have seen. So I'm warming up to him. To this point, though, I have been really off of him. Um, Exposure is very low. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm just kind of low on the Packers a little bit. Uh, but I, I am warming up to it. I'm okay if people – I he's one of the guys that, like, I'm kind of like, I, I don't really care if you do or don't take him. I have no true opinion on Jordan Love. Um, with that said, there he, they do have some playmakers. I like Aaron Jones. Uh, A.J. Dillon got a raw deal last year, and I, I think that he's going to be a little bit better this year. Um, you know, I know that you aren't a huge fan of Christian Watson as far as where he's going in drafts. I, I'm not either, but I mean, he has good talent. Um, oh, I thought you said Romeo I was Dobbs. a fan. I was like, what is that? Don't no, you put that out no, there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no Christian Watson at wide receiver 22 is, is ridiculous. But go on. Yeah. Uh, and Dobbs, uh, I, I like Dobbs. I think he's, you know, uh, athletic. Jaden Reed has been, uh, you know, getting some good camp hype as well. You know, so they have some, you know, and then obviously they have Luke Musgrave, uh, you know, rookie tight end. So they, they have some good pieces, some young pieces. I think moving forward, Jordan Love's probably going to be a decent value. But for this year, not really on him. Um, I do think mm -hmm. that his play, his playmaking ability and decision making is going to come into question early in the year because I think teams are going to blitz him and make him kind of make those throws, right? Like he's mm -hmm. not Aaron Rodgers, so he's not going to be able to make those magical throws. At least I don't believe he's going to be. So um, it, I don't know. I, again, I don't have a huge yes or no answer for you here. I just haven't really mm -hmm. been on him, but I'm warming up a little bit. I, I will potentially, if they fall, take some of the wide receivers, take Musgrave, um, but don't, don't love love. Uh, I hate love. I mean, okay, hate's a strong word, but I just thought it played love and hate. Uh, no, don't love the situation for love this season. Uh, moderate to less than moderate passing volume, I believe. A lot of a Aaron Jones, a lot of A.J. Dillon, whereas the teams that we just got done talking about, Stafford, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, even Tannehill, like those, those to me are better situations. Like he's not throwing to anyone that's necessarily elite. I mean, yeah, Christian Watson could be something, but I expect him to regress massively from the numbers that he put up last year, even with a full season played. The team is just, again, going to pass the ball so much less than they have been the, the past however many years with Aaron Rodgers, the past like 12, 14 years with Aaron Rodgers. I just have to imagine that, you know, again, what, what, what you're buying into is, you know, the, the defenses are going to be aggressive against him, right? Because they can. Um, that's going to hinder the running game a little bit and probably just you know make him have to really shorten out the throws, right? Like not being able to push the ball downfield, which I'm not going to love. 
I like getting Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon because they're a value, and I see them being the focal point of this offense. But this is another situation where if the team isn't good enough, I could see him being pulled. I'm not as confident in that that uh, that hot take as I am with, say, Mac Jones, but I do see it still being relevant because th- they got to see what they have out of him, but they only gave him a one-year contract. So it's not like the team is really that invested in him regardless. So we'll, we'll see what happens there, but not someone that I love at his ADP. And mo- mostly just because I love all these other names, specifically the guys that we've talked about. Uh, Derek Carr was ahead of him, but behind him, Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy, Matthew Stafford, uh, Sam Howell. Uh, Mac Jones is behind him, but obviously we said he's a landmine. And, you know, Jared Goff, really not that far off that ADP, QB 17 to Love's QB 20. I'm hitting Goff in that territory every single time. Easy. Yeah, you're not going to hear an argument out of me on that. Um, I, I agree with all of that sentiment. I just, um, I don't know. I think it's a little too rich. If he was behind some of these guys, I would probably be much more um, exposed to him in best ball just because of, of where it goes. But for, mm-hmm. for me, it's just an ADP play, uh, you know, as you said, like those other guys. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm playing the game. I, I have I have shares of Jordan Love. I have shares of Christian Watson as well. I'm, I'm trying to win $3 million. I'm not about to let my pride get in the way. Uh, let me let me see what Man, I have here. I don't even know if I'm – yeah, let's let's pull up our exposures here because I bet you Three, probably more. you're probably more. 3.1%. So I have four shares of Jordan Love out of 130, like – Obviously not high, but I have a few shares. Uh, Watson, I have 125, so 3.8%, almost exactly the same. Like one more share. Sprinkle. I Sprinkles. have in the BBM, I've drafted Jordan Love twice. So you know, I um, like him even more than you do. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I believe you two times. More Let me see Christian Watson. Oh, boy. Wow. that That's even worse. Christian Watson, I've drafted once. To be fair, I have thirty more drafts than you. That is that is also true. Um, but it's just it's it's not about the players. It's it's about the ADP. It's about who goes around these people mm-hmm. that I just like the other guys. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. And that's that's also what makes Watson a landmine at his ADP. And like I just said, like there's a there's a quarterback three spots ahead of him that finished as a QB one last year. That's the discount. That's the target at that range. Like easy. Yeah. All right. Bring us home. Who's our last guy? No idea. We ran through all mine. I don't have any others unless you want. I mean, there's there's landmines out there, take, I guess. But. Take take your pick. Uh, Desmond Ritter or Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Ritter because I think Rodgers, unless he's hurt, he's the guy. Ritter. He's at QB, he's potentially... at QB 16, though. Again, like that's a, that's a huge overreaction to last season, to a bad year in Green Bay with no weapons bad play calling and he was hurt towards the end of last year and he's playing through injury all right so it sounds like we want to talk about aaron Rodgers. so let's do that <laughs> no uh, we can no we can do ritter i mean that's just keeping it simple with with rogers that's all i'm saying okay uh yeah i don't i don't necessarily disagree with you on aaron Rodgers. i do think that that's a i think that's a fair value for him to be honest uh new team new coaching staff i know he has nathaniel hackett but I don't know. I know it is still Aaron Rodgers. It's just, I don't know. I'm not sure. The 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 Jets confused me. Um, but yeah, let's talk about well, Ritter just because I think that the Jets are going to jet. I, I feel you. I, I know. I know. What yeah. You're I just. I don't know. There, there's something about him that just is just throws me off a little bit. But, no, it's like that with the um, Browns too. Like, are the Browns ever going to stop being the Browns? Are the Jets ever going to stop jetting? You know. 
Yeah, I'm, I get I'm it. very, very much so. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Desmond Ritter, like he's he's a guy that I could see potentially not starting the entire year. Um, I've seen the the, the legend of Heineke in Washington. Heineke just has a way of winning over a team and getting his ass out there on the field and, and playing some games. So, you know, I do worry about that for Ritter a little bit. Um, I, it's confusing to me. I like Drake London and Kyle Pitts, but I'm not a huge lover of Ritter. And I'm like, well, I talked to myself about this, you know, it's like, well, you, you kind of got to like, or don't like one of those things. Like you, you can't just like one and then not like the other. Like you kind of got to be all, mm-hmm. in on both or out on both. So, I'm trying to decide how how I want to take that it's a little late in the year, but I mean, man, it's like sometimes these, these when you talk to yourself about things, you're just like, damn, like you know what? I'm right. <laughs> how did I uh, how did I get here? Yeah, you know, kind of as people like to call it galaxy braining. You're a little bit. You're like, so if Ritter isn't good and the team starts off one and seven, does Heineke make it on the field? Do they trade for Trey Lance? Are they making a move somewhere else? Like, what's what's the deal? How long is the leash for Ritter? So I worry about that a little bit. Um, I do like the setup though. Bijan's supposed to be, you know, second coming of you know Jesus here. On you know, it's it's just crazy how much people love Bijan Robinson. Uh, I like Bijan too, but damn, some people are just over the top on Bijan. Um, obviously, okay. people love Kyle Pitts, generational tight end talent, as people call him. Like Drake mm-hmm. London as well. You know, he's a very good wide receiver. So I like the pieces around Ritter, but I do worry that he's not going to be able to stay on the field the entire time. We've already seen in the preseason a little bit here. Some of those throws are either uh, off target or behind the player. Uh, you know, Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts had to make an amazing one-handed catch behind him. I doubt he went back to the uh, to the huddle and was like, hey, man, great pass. He probably went back and like, hey, man, get that to me in the chest. Don't want to have to reach around, you know, and, and grab the ball every single time behind my back. So right. if Ritter can clean up that stuff, I think his leash becomes a little longer. But if he's just out there throwing balls like that, uncatchable shit, he ain't going to last very long. You're going to see Heineke. You're mm-hmm. going to see some sort of, you know, move in the off or in the, uh, you know, during the season for them at quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of off of Ritter a little bit. With that said, I do still like Pitts and, and London and Bijan. Like, I like the team. But, man, Ritter's so hit or miss for me. So, I'm all, I'm all in on Ritter. He is my second highest exposed quarterback. So I, I feel really good about him and his ADP. I like the weapons around him. You cited everybody, you know, London, Pitts, Bijan. They still have Tyler Algier, a little bit of running depth that they can lean on. You know, Matt Collins, kind of a chess piece type of addition. Great pass blocker out of the wide receiver position. Uh, best and most highest graded wide receiver for blocking per PFF last season with at least 100, or I'm sorry, 1,000 snaps played. I'm just going to play the game here with you a little bit. Um, Ritter or Mac Jones? Uh, I'll, I'll, ooh, I'll take Ritter. Yeah. Ritter or Stroud? Stroud. Wow. Okay. Ritter or Young? Ritter. Wow. Okay. Young, three spots ahead of him at QB 26. Howell, we already know where you're going. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming, I'm assuming Stafford over Ritter. Yes. Jordan Love. Love. Ooh, see, yeah, yeah I, I still go Ritter there. A lot more weapons around him than than Jordan Love. Yeah, he's got Aaron Jones, but yeah, if Bijan is what we say he's going to be, then he's got a better running back. You know what I mean? And he's got Tyler Algier, not maybe as talented as AJ Dillon or as athletic, but very good as rookie season. Showed that he can at least be who, a depth piece at minimum. Which team wants to run the ball a shit ton more? That's where that that's the deciding factor for me. Is I think Green Bay will throw the ball more. 
Oh, really? Okay. I think yeah. that that's not, not necessarily going to be the case. I think that they want to well, use Bijan as a passing weapon with Falcons volume. better offensive line, arguably, probably, right? Right. Well, oh, yeah, top five. I mean, we saw what Arthur Smith wants to do is run the shit out of the ball. They did it last year. They did it. They, mm-hmm. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that they ran the most plays, the most run plays while down in a game in the NFL. Like that is just he he just showed his cards. Not checkers. Yeah, he showed his cards. He's like, I'm just I'm just gonna run the ball. I I don't care if we're down by ten or up by forty. I'm just running the damn ball. And I'm like, right. Well, I I think also Marcus Mariota playing so damn bad definitely factored into that. They had to overly protect him every time he tried to throw the ball past twenty yards. It was twenty yards to the left, twenty yards to the right. That was my QB. That was. Uh, I mean, yeah. let's 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 be let's be fair here. I mean, I'm a fan of Marcus Mariota, but I don't tell people like, oh, this is someone you go draft. This is someone you go get or anything like that. Me and Andrew made a bet that he would be a starter. <laughs> you know, Andrew's obviously said he wouldn't be a starter this season. But again, I was playing with house money. I won that bet with someone else the prior season when he was leaving That's the true. Raiders and when he's when he signed with the Falcons. So bada bing, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still playing with even money here. And I, technically, I could still win that, but we are not you, wishing or hoping for an injury to Jay. Oh Hurts. my that is, God, that is anti-religious. Yeah. And yeah, I don't even like the Eagles the, that much. Uh, shaking up the fantasy line, man. If Jalen Hurts man. would get hurt, holy shit! But you were you were talking about the schedule. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, none of these teams that they face are really that threatening to yeah. start the season. Yeah, the Falcons. Have, yeah, the Falcons have the second best. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I just don't see there being I a like situation the where they're though. like. Oh, we have to remove Ritter, you know? Um, what is it? The Panthers, the Packers, the Lions, the Jaguars, uh, the Texans, the Commanders, and the Buccaneers to open the season. I, I would go uh two and oh, two and one, two and two, uh three and two, three and three, maybe four and three, and then they get the Titans on the road to, going into week I, eight. I mean, it's it's not that. Bad. I was just giving you the floor case. I don't think like again they have really they have an easier schedule. I don't think that they start off like one and six or anything like that. But if they mm-hmm. would, if they would lose just a bunch of like close games, it, I, I could just yeah. see them being like, you know what, let's just get rid of out of there and see what else we have, or you know, or, or trading for somebody like that. That's yeah, a possibility kind of, in my mind. At that point, it's time to smash uh, Bush Light. It's time to smash thirty packs with Heineke on the on the team plane, <laughs> for sure. I feel you. I feel you. I, I I just don't see that happening. I mean, yeah, if if it did, I could see them pivoting off of him and saying, "Hey, okay, it's time to pick up the clipboard here. It's time to get back to back to class, back to the the, the lesson plan, and you know we'll figure out what we do down the stretch." But because that schedule is so easy, I I see them being at least five hundred or maybe even a little better. Uh, by the midpoint of the season. And Arthur Smith is always somebody that just like, you know, comes out of nowhere. I mean, look what he did for Ryan Tannehill, you know, rejuvenating his career. So there's always a wild card factor, I feel like, with this team, especially with how unpredictable they are. As you said, just running too much when they should be passing, you know, just doing opposite of what you're interpreting they should do. You know, they're going to mess with you. Arthur Smith isn't there to, you know, make it easy on you, so... We'll see what we get, but like I said, I have a lot of trust in him. I think the ability is there. They still drafted him with third-round draft capital. They had some investment in him. I, obviously, Mar- Marcus Mariota was not the face of their future. He was brought in to be a bridge quarterback. We're crossing the bridge. We're about to see what's on the other side. It's, it's uh, either Desmond Ritter, boom, or bust. If you want, 
live on air here. We can make ourselves a bet. Love versus Ritter. Oh, I'm in. Thousand percent right. in. What do you want to do? Fantasy points per game or just total fantasy points? Six point passing touchdown. Let's just do total fantasy points with a minimum of, let's say, 13 games played for both. What do you want to bet? 13. So both of them at least have to play 13 games. What did we do? Was it uh, 50 on the um, what's on the Mariota one? Is is, is that? Yeah, I'm gonna lose that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, I know, but. We'll just keep it the same. Let's just do that. Uh, I'm just writing it down here. So, love v Ritter. Let's, let's make it. You we have one of us has to send Ginder something nice. Why does he? No, I don't know. He he doesn't get anything nice if we win. The loser has to. Yeah, but but the, then the winner of the bet doesn't get anything. Ginder just gets something no matter what. But the loser has to pay Ginder something. Yeah, but, but but the winner doesn't get anything. Where does the winner get satisfaction of Ginder getting something nice? No. It was a thought. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I, I it was a thought that that. We should put all our bets together. We we'll we'll put it out on Twitter. All, all, all the bets that we uh that, that we want to put out are uh, you know against each other. We'll put it out on Twitter and uh, so so people more can see uh, more fantasy points for Cole Komet. I'm sorry for Chase Claypool over Cole Komet. We got that one. Yeah, I'm I'm all over Cole Komet on that one. I'm all over Chase Claypool on that. All over. <laughs> all over. I'm trying to think of another one. I thought we had another quarterback one. Can't remember. But love I'll Ritter, take that's, Howell that's over somebody. One. Uh I think Howell and Stafford would be good. You were saying you'd still take Howell over Stafford. I would take Howell over Stafford. I'm 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 down for that, but the exact same 13 games, total points, all that for uh that yeah I'm, I'm good with that i i think that one honestly is uh i either win or a bust on the 13 games i just oh I mean, yeah that's just true. so good stafford's just so good when healthy yeah, i mean obviously as, as long as he's healthy i just i just can't see it got cooper cup brother got cooper cup mm-hmm. we'll definitely have some more i, I thought we had a quarterback one Another one. I can't remember. We might. All right. We're going to head out. Those were our uh, our 10 sleeper QBs. Yep. We had uh, Derek Carr, Jordan Love, Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy, Matt Stafford, Sam Howell, Jimmy Garoppolo, Desmond Ritter, Mac Jones, and Goff. Mac Jones, for, for reference, was a landmine. Mind. Landmine. I think that we pretty much pushed everybody else forward. Yes, sir. Yes, we including did. Aaron, including Aaron Rodgers, who was a nice little bonus uh, bonus pick there. I'll have to have to change the title to the top eleven. All right, take care. Be well. Be good. We will be be back next week. Re, redraft season is here. A lot of fantasy drafts going down between now and Labor Day weekend and the first week of the NFL season. As Andrew said at the top of the hour, fourteen days away. Come ride with us. Smash the like button on YouTube. Download our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review there as well. And be sure to also check out all of our other shows. Uh, we have Dynasty Fantasy Football, IDP Fantasy Football, Auction Fantasy Football on the Old Fashioned Football net, uh, channel. Everything that you need to, to beat the competition, even IDP. Come ride with us. Take care. Be well. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.